Oh, Miss Tate, I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't mean to make you jump. It's okay. Well, hey, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare. We've made it. It's Ooh. day 13. Baby. It is Halloween. What better way to celebrate Halloween than discussing a Halloween movie? We're here with Halloween H2O. This is actually our fourth year of 13 Nights of Halloween. And the first three years, we didn't do a podcast about them. They just existed on our Instagram page. Um, but this is our first year doing podcasts on them. And I'm sure if you're just catching us on Halloween Day, you missed that we based our choices on birthdays. So not on not necessarily the birthday itself, but the birth year. So the four of us, me, Bryce, and our wives each picked three movies from the birth year, which made for some interesting choices. A lot of movies none of us had seen before. Amen to that. <laughs> yeah. There's, I think I'd seen maybe three of the movies that were on this list before. So, and actually Halloween H2O is one of those that I have not seen. Really? This list. Yes. Interesting. So okay. I can, I can get in it. Like I was, I loved the first Halloween movie thought the second one was okay and then i didn't really care to see the sequels i like uh season of the witch just kind of threw me and i wasn't gonna die back into the others and right. then i heard about all the various timelines as i got older and i just like three or four of them give or take yeah yeah <laughs> and i was just like yeah it seems too much to get into and i didn't really get in the slashers until like the last two years anyways mm -hmm. so like outside of scream i love scream and then hopped in uh went to friday 13th after that for sure for uh, sure nightmare on elm street and then kind of just this year went back and watched all of the halloween movies and i have to say i am still <laughs> halloween itself the first one is one of the best slasher films of all time arguably it's, it's, arguably the best it depends on if you're gonna throw psycho in there yeah mm, so yeah that's a tough one there, there are some who are like well psycho is the father or there are some who say well peeping tom is actually the father which i haven't seen that one yet either but oh yeah to. just because it came first though it doesn't mean it's right. officially yeah that's that's a discussion for another time it is, it is. this <laughs> is kind of sidetracked <laughs> this is kind of the movie that launched that slasher craze of the 80s though mm -hmm. that teenagers being picked off one by one right and the first one is fantastic but I'm, I'm not that big a fan of the sequels i right you know i did go back and i watched all of them getting ready for this halloween and we're going to talk about one of the better ones today oh baby here we go you ready yeah. Are you, do you uh, want to break this one down or should I? Uh, sure, I can because I actually have seen this movie before. Okay. Um, and this was a really fun rewatch uh, upon my second time. So All right, I'll let you take it. This one's a it's pretty simple premise, nothing too crazy. So this one basically is the, if I'm not mistaken, this is part of, it's what was it, like the official 
second or third timeline i think that they made official um uh, this is the this is the third it's the third timeline. movie of the third timeline i think this is the yes yes i know it's the third yes. movie of this is officially the 20 years after the second movie uh the capper to the trilogy correct um, yep so yeah, this one takes place 20 years after the second movie because it's always been official that the first two were the official two, um, like the first in the sequel before we had the re the um, requel from 2018, I think it was. Yes. So this is the capper to that trilogy. Um, this one takes place 20 years after the events of the sequel. Uh, at this point, Laurie has had a son and they and he's in college or sorry, college. Yes. Yes. College. Okay. Well, it's questionable. It's questionable because it's just private school. It just says it's <laughs> private school, so it could be yes. high school. Actually, no, it is high school still because he's seventeen in the movie. So yeah, that's, yep, been that's connecting right. some dots there. It's, it's, <laughs> Great it's a start. private high school. So they are at a private high school. He is a senior this year, and Lori is actually the I think is the dean. Yeah, the dean of the school. Um, they she has taken on a different name now. Um, she is always she is still like in fear that uh, Michael will come back uh, at any point now. And he does, obviously, and they come to their final clash as the capper to this trilogy um, in this timeline. So it's a pretty straightforward premise, as all Halloween movies tend to be. Um, Nothing too crazy. But yeah, she has a son in this one. So shall we begin? Yeah. Uh, So I can go ahead and I'll open us up, please. Yep. Um, I give this a three. Okay. As far as story goes, story plot. I had some issues with the setup overall. She, so in this timeline, the last time we saw her was Halloween night, 1978. Right. And we jump forward and she's apparently just been living in fear for 20 years. And there's a lot of empty time that doesn't really get covered other than a brief conversation with her son in the kitchen, which mm. was kind of cringe and expected for the time that this movie came out. Um, there, there was just some strange setup. Like why, where has he been for 20 years? Did they cover that? And I missed it. Well, I'll get into it when I, I'll get into it a little oh, bit. Oh, wait, mine, she, but... mentions, she mentions that she had changed her name and moved across the country. Right. Yeah. So there, there's there is a reason. We're supposed um, to believe that it took him 20 years to figure that out. You know what, Tim? Let's <laughs> let one of someone we know change their name and just disappear out of nowhere. And let's see how long it takes us to find okay. them. That, that's, that's, that's fair. That's fair. It just seemed like these Quit were some of the... so harsh, Tim. My goodness. These it's were some fair. of the things that I was like... Hey, once this story gets going, it's pretty solid. Yes, um, exactly. I did take away uh, also from the story and plot. Uh, I thought the whole like 20 years later was kind of clever. Like it was a good way to approach it. But I also thought the son really did not serve the story whatsoever. And other than to give her a reason to be at that school <clears throat> and to get right. some emotional conflict, like it didn't even turn into like, anything at the end he just kind of vanishes but that's oh we'll get to those later so there there were reasons why i took it down to three i thought it was a good story a good plot for a slasher movie Mm -hmm. it's much better than the typical like kids show up at summer camp and get splash which i love yeah but 
this one did elevate it a little bit from that, but still wasn't a great plot or storyline for me. Okay, cool. So I gave this a four, actually, and I was actually teetering on the three and four for a little bit. But um, this movie, I remember watching the first time I watched this movie, I was thoroughly surprised with um, how much I did enjoy the movie. And I kind of felt weird about it because I was like, you know, it's a cheesy 1998 movie. It's got the weird cover that the 90s definitely had with their movies. And it's a third it's a third movie in this franchise that kind of lost its touch after the very first movie released um didn't really didn't really expect much of it but i was thoroughly surprised with how much i actually enjoyed the story of this movie first of all story-wise i like the location setting i like how it kind of changes it up from the small town um and goes to a college instead i've i don't know it just it was in a nice california time. yeah in california yep. um i really liked uh I, we'll get into it later with some of the editing and even the direction, but I do like the setting overall for a college instead of a small town. I thought that was a nice, fresh, uh, it was a freshness, um, in the Halloween genre. And by Halloween, I mean the movies. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, this movie, this story to me just came off very personal for um, for Laurie and Michael. Like it's, it just feels like a very personal story between the two. And obviously based on the other um, ending movies and these different timelines we have, this is definitely the strongest ending, I think, of all of them. Um, I think it's interesting that you say that because I was going to make that point at the end. Yes, <laughs> which we still can. But yeah, just, uh, just to tie it into to my reasons as to why I gave it a four, I thought the I thought it was actually kind of a very nice. Um, there was some good foreshadowing at the beginning uh, with the uh, she she was in the middle of a class, which is interesting because she's a dean. So I don't know why she's teaching a class. Maybe they're short staffed. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but see, see, story plot problem right there. <laughs> <laughs> well anyway they're going over a story i can't remember what it was off the top of my head but they were make it was making some nice foreshadowing uh basically to how she eventually would have to face her demons um with specifically michael and how that chapter of her life will have to eventually come to a close she'll have to face it because the whole point of this movie is that for 20 years she's been running away from it fearing that one day he'd come back um and how eventually there ha- this this stuff has to be laid to rest, which I think that they meant it metaphorically and also literally, uh, because this is the ending to that story. So I just I thought the story surprised me. Uh, I like the undertones of that um, foreshadowing with how they tied that story into the main story. I liked uh, kind of seeing a little bit behind Lori's. Um, her uh, PTSD with like the events of the first two movies and how it's affected her. Like, uh, well, there was one part towards the end of the movie where she's talking with her boyfriend. Um, Oh yeah. Why does she still fear after 20 years? Don't you think he'd be around? Like kind of what you said, like it's been 20 years. Like why, why is it taking so long? Or like, why are you still worried about it? And like, she made the point of, uh, I think it was from the second movie. Like he just pops out out of nowhere. Like you never really know when he's going to show up. And they also tie that into why he showed up specifically when he does in this one, um, based off the first movie. I just found the story a lot more compelling than I expected it to be, especially for a slasher 
uh, movie. I like the personal conflict between Laurie and Michael in this one and how, and how they kind of tie that together in a nice bow, making it easily the best ending for any of these Halloween timelines, um, which means you can probably argue that this is the strongest timeline of all of them. But however, if we're going to cut it off um, with the other timeline, at just the Halloween requel of 2018, making that the official ending, that's a close second. So, you know, I give it a four. I think it's pretty pretty solid for what it is. Yeah. So I think it's the thing that kills me about this particular timeline is that they destroyed it with the next movie. So we can, I mean, just like you said, this is, wait, the next movie. Oh, are you talking about the new ones? No. So this was followed up by a, it would be a, no, this would be the fourth movie in this timeline. So this one follows Halloween, Halloween 2, and then Halloween H2O, which is followed by Halloween Resurrections. I didn't know Resurrections would... Yeah, oh, I guess yeah. Technically, oh man. I so I jumped in. Both. A, yeah, technically, but let's forget about that movie, right? Because no one thinks about that movie <laughs> in this timeline. Terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. It started uh, off like oh, I was on a riff a- there, and then you just called me out on that one. Uh, uh, no, no, just- because I would, I because I totally agree with you. I was watching this, going, "Wow, this was way more satisfying than Halloween ends." Yeah, this was, was way awful. more satisfying. And it felt like other than putting putting uh, Michael in the meat grinder or in the car crusher thing, I was like, yeah, this was a satisfying ending. But then they had to go to, to Halloween Resurrections and they revealed that Michael had switched his mask with a paramedic that had showed up to the school and mm-hmm. Lori had actually murdered a paramedic. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, that just ruins everything. So if you leave that out this movie is a fantastic ending this is uh, the best ending for halloween that we I have know. i know i, I, I wish felt so good you said something now no, <laughs> no, <I'm> just, <laughs> dang it but i well, uh, i watched this one and i was like this was so good how do they have a sequel and right. it's laurie mm. strode so i went and i watched that one and i was like wow that was garbage um right because mm-hmm. they kill laurie in the first 20 minutes yep mm-hmm. exactly and then it's a kind of pass the torch movie to the next generation which was full of despicable humans um <laughs> and tyra banks oh, she's not yeah. the despicable human but it's <laughs> anyways yeah, different anyway well, let's keep speaking going of despicable humans let's go into character all, all right. right sweet go ahead <clears throat> i gave it a three Lori is fantastic as always i like i like her boyfriend actually quite a bit um I loved the security guard. Was that LL Cool J? It was LL. I was going to make a comment about him, yep. but I'll let you go first. <laughs> yep. I, he was great. Other than that, the rest of this movie is entirely forgettable side characters that are meant to be there to die. Mm-hmm. Correct. Although I should mention, um, I do believe there is an old lady in here that yes. is. Um, I wanted to know who she was, too, and I didn't take the time to look her up. Why I believe it's spacing out. Oh no, I know who it is. I I know I didn't look up who it was. I just want to be one hundred percent correct. Yes, it is Janet Lay. Yeah, Janet Lay, who was in Psycho. That's what I thought. Okay, that's who I thought it was. I was, I was like, that's the psych, that's the Psycho girl. Plot twist: If you don't know this, that's also Jamie Lee Curtis's mother. 
That's right. That's in it. In real life. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Classic. she starred in the original <clears throat> slasher to some. And then she star. then her daughter starred in Halloween 20 years later. Right. And now 40 years later, there's a lot of in that little moment, there's a lot of hints like the license plate has initials on it that are a reference to psycho. Yeah. Um, the psycho theme plays ever so briefly during a specific scene. I thought I like, caught that. Yep. It's it's a, that is one of my favorite scenes because Psycho is one of my favorite movies. Uh, that's really cool connection that they put in that film. Mm-hmm. Um, I also thought it was really cool to see the mother daughter dynamic, even though they aren't playing mother daughter, seeing right the, yeah. the two original like slasher girls, mm-hmm. even though Janet Leigh was murdered in her the movie. Scream Queens period. Yes. Yep. So having a conversation, I thought that was cool. Outside of that, the teenagers, especially Lori's son, utterly forgettable. I they existed to be murdered, and some of those kills were pretty good. But other than that, yeah. yeah, Other than that, the fact that most of the side cast wasn't worth paying attention to. Yeah. uh, is what brought the score down for me. I, I gave totally. it a three yeah. because of those LL Cool J's character, Jamie Lee Curtis, as always, and then the boyfriend. I don't even know who that was, but those three <laughs> characters were good to watch, and Michael's always fun to watch, but... Always, yeah. So, yeah, I line up with you a lot on that one. I gave it a three as well. Um, I always love seeing Jamie Lee Curtis in this role. Um, for the most part, she kills it. Um, outside from... <laughs> some yeah you're welcome <laughs> uh, mo- she mostly she always kills it get given good scripts more often than not um i want to give a little bit more credit to uh her son john um played by josh uh Har- hartnett yeah hartnett um He's while he is a side character that is more or less forgettable, he has some pretty good. He has a couple of good lines in here that kind of forward her character arc. Um, They have some good interactions at the beginning that kind of set the stage for the arc of her character as we head into the end towards the end of the movie. So I want to give a little bit of credit there, but that's more of a writing thing you could argue. But I thought he did a good job with it. But, you know, again, I I don't think he's anything to write write off on necessarily. Um, Yeah. Adam Arkin as the boyfriend. um, I I liked him, too. He was very very charismatic guy. Again, nothing crazy about his performance. He was just a nice little touch. Had a couple funny lines, especially in the beginning of the movie. He was so funny. I loved him. He was funny. I liked him. (laughs) It was appropriate uh comic relief yeah for the film yeah exactly also i yeah i got a shout out lo cool j man i loved him <laughs> in this movie and i ate up his performance and his character it was awesome uh also a little shout out to jo- joseph gordon levitt who i forgot was in this oh, movie yes. baby um, joseph gordon levitt <laughs> he was a baby yeah for sure uh yeah the main characters are easily laurie and michael in this movie there is not another character you have to worry about the conflict and resolution all comes from those two alone and no one else and it's awesome but it's nothing that i think is new or really stands out um in the grand scheme of things and i think it i mean again it is a slasher movie so i don't you're not really expecting a character piece and i think it'd be kind of weird honestly if it was anything more than that um 
because I think we this is this is one of those movies where it's a great example of man we really need more movies with bad guys who are just pure evil um which it kind of touches on a little bit at the end I kind of like how that um how they kind of use that towards the end of the movie a little bit but yeah uh I like your I like the nice classic storylines where the characters of good and evil just battle it out like I miss those movies a lot so while it's a three it is a commendable three it serves its purpose and I think the characters all um, do a swell job all right music and sound i gave this a three because while the halloween theme is iconic the rest of this music kind of just fit the scene that it was in we got the little psycho reference which was fun but the rest of it's not super memorable i don't think it really Mm -hmm. added anything to the halloween theme but it also didn't take away so it sits at a solid the music's good yeah i for um, me Okay, <laughs> so wait, you, you do that sometimes where you're like, pause, and I can't tell if you're going to yeah, finish your sentence or I, if you're I was you're about thinking. to go, and then I was like, let's just pass this. <laughs> yeah, <so. laughs> oh, cracks me up. Uh, yeah, I, I'm totally, I actually, I agree t- totally with you. Uh, I also gave it a three. Again, probably the most iconic oh, iconic horror song ever written um, in the Halloween music, but, oh, yep. no, sorry, the Halloween theme, but yeah uh the music for the most part just kind of fits the scene it's in the iconic piano has its moments but uh with a little twist so um i don't think it did anything crazy but it fit what you were going for so you know what good for you three out of five yeah all right editing and special effects this is where i jump it up a little bit Mm -hmm. um this got a four for me the kills were really solid in this movie yes they were uh the dumbwaiter scene chasing when that girl's leg gets smashed in the dumbwaiter oh yeah like i almost passed out and i watch a lot of slasher movies and that one just looked that oh that hurt me that was rough that was some great practical effects used on that it was Um, yeah also, the editing, it avoids the late 90s, early 2000s, loved this like gray, overly dark horror movie mm-hmm. aesthetic that yeah. is not fun to look at. It, like it doesn't creep me out. It doesn't make your movie better. Um I actually have gone far the opposite and prefer it when you acknowledge that the sun exists in a horror mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. This movie avoided. 90% of the cliches of horror at the time. This movie easily yes. stands out as one of the better edited and produced and just entirely put together one of the better <clears throat> horror movies of the late 90s and early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It immediately is better than its uh, sequel. <laughs> I, I think no one disagrees there with that one. Which uh, <laughs> <laughs> leaned so far into all of the tropes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I totally agree with you. I also gave it a four out of five. Um, I just want to point it out, since you didn't, that it has one of my absolute favorites, like framed uh 
horror movie shots of all time where with the door closing and she looks through like the circled window and sees Michael's face. That is one of my (laughs) absolute favorite. um, I don't want to say sequences because like it's a very short like period where she just closes the door it locks and she looks up and sees Michael. And like I just that is one of the best shots of a horror movie I've ever seen. It's just a personal favor for me. I don't know how anyone else feels. (laughs) No, it's a strong shot. I feel like when it comes to specifically even the Halloween movies i i would dare argue that is probably the most iconic shot in halloween movies yeah it's up there for sure other than like i usually think of the shot of her walking home from school with the books in her hand and you see him yeah you see michael by the hedge yeah that's another good one for sure that's that's about the only other one that's super iconic though that i that immediately comes to mind so yeah yeah, i think i think you're totally justified in that statement yeah i she does such a great job with that sequence that just the fear and the dread on her face knowing that all of her fears have finally come to fruition with that sequence yeah it's just great anyway i'll move off that outside of that i agree the editing and the special effects for the kills um and some of the shots that they do really set the mood and set the tension for a great slasher flick through and through like you said uh i like how it kind of goes against some of those slasher tendencies um and changes it up a little bit uh also there's this great shot (laughs) where i I pointed out megan made a comment about too which was funny but this shot where he like drops down from the ceiling and is just kind of like yeah that was that was another favorite moment for me in this movie um also this this, the first time he did that that i can think of yes uh back in the time at the time yes i it was i'm pretty confident that was the the one-handed like slow drop from the ceiling yes exactly he does it again in the sequel and i'm just like man this guy has a massive strength yeah we already knew that to lift somebody with one hand but anyways yeah right i just yeah that was another favorite moment for me as well um the sequence of them going of her crawling through the tables and him just flipping them another great part as well um yeah i thought the editing was really well done uh they definitely did some great job with location and uh just lighting it was all it all set the tone really well um put you on the edge of your seat when it came to michael being around any corner of that college and the special effects were really well done for uh the kills uh it wasn't too grotesque but it you know it definitely you know set the uh set the mood of yeah the stakes are high like michael ain't messing around so mm-hmm. four out of five i thought it was really well done I, I really enjoyed it. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. All right. On to script. I bring it back down to a three. Um... It has its moments. It has totally really, really strong moments. And most of those moments are addressing the dynamic between Laurie and Michael. Um, Most of the script involving the teenagers is utterly forgettable. LL Cool J script is solid gold. Uh, Talking into a phone the entire time and he sells it so well. But Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. it's just... It's good. It's good. I can't. 
it has great scenes, but then it also has some scenes that were just pretty cringy. And that brings yeah. that down to just good across the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, also gave it a three out of five. It's your typical, typical slasher horror uh, movie script. There's nothing crazy about it. Uh, I think a lot more of the good parts of the script can go more to the direction with the overall story. Like we've talked about just that, um, that dynamic between Lori and Michael. Um, I think I give a little bit more credit to the direction of the story than I do the actual script itself. But for those moments when you do, have those good script moments. It does hit and it is um, just, it is a nice little moment that you get to share with the characters there. But yeah, it's your classic slasher movie. So you're not there for a great script. You're there to watch people be slashed and murdered. So three out of five. Amen to that. All right, here we go on the acting, which we've kind of touched on a little bit already. Yeah, a little bit. Um, <clears throat> acting. There's some big names in this film totally. are, so we mentioned we have baby joseph joseph gordon levitt yep. we have near her deathbed janet lay literally i think she died five five years after this um josh yep. hartnett jamie lee curtis uh and then we forgot to mention and have not mentioned that we have young michelle williams as mm-hmm. well who yep. uh, like it's too bad that her character was so utterly forgettable because she does a nice job, but her character was annoying, obnoxious. I didn't care for the character. <laughs> um, honestly, I struggled with Josh Hartnett. He was not good. I did not think he was good in this movie. Um, <laughs> I, I know. I know. I just didn't really care for it. And Jamie Lee Curtis is great as always. This movie has a really, really solid cast. Uh, LL Cool J actually was great. I loved him in this movie. Um, Adam Arkin did an excellent job as the boyfriend. There's he probably gets some of the best like emotional reactions in this outside of Jamie. Yeah. Which yeah. is it also goes back to one of my problems with the movie, which was I mentioned the sun had almost no purpose towards the end. Mm, yeah. Is that we set up this family dynamic between her and the sun and then we leave it. And it doesn't have any effect on the outcome of the movie, which I wish it could have had some nice stuff anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's it's a pretty star studded cast, but some of those performances are forgettable some of them are quite good so it was a three for me on the acting gotcha yeah i also gave it a three Uh, (laughs) i also gave it a three on the acting um like you said love seeing jamie lee curtis reprise her role as laurie um she kind of just owns that character there's no one else who could play that and no one else i would probably accept as laurie at this point um yeah, outside of that, I mean, you get some solid performances from a couple of other people. Like I said, I can't give enough love to LL Cool J for this movie. <laughs> Just absolutely loved his character. He was so likable and charismatic. Uh, one of my favorite slasher side characters ever. Yeah, was some Just good. So much was fun. Just some nice little comedy relief here and there. Um, yeah, Adam Arkin was a surprising uh, good character in this movie. Josh Harnett and the rest of the teenagers is just kind of your casual '90s slasher 
teenage characters. Um, I don't really know if I want to bash that or, you know, congratulate it. Like it's a product of the time. Exactly. Product of the time. I'm not going to really hate on it too much, but overall and all the characters serve their purpose. The actors did a fine job for what they were given. Obviously Jamie Lee Curtis taking center stage and owning that role and doing a good job. But uh, yeah, I also landed a three out of five, nothing bad necessarily to say about these characters. I thought they were all did fine. All right. And then we're on to direction. Yes. Okay. I, I'm going to have fun with this one. Um, okay. You already mentioned some great shots in this film, uh, but this movie was directed by Steve Miner, who yes. is not really a household name because he no. mostly has done TV shows. Mm-hmm. and 80s horror movies yep. so this one was actually quite a bit late in his i don't i don't know late in his career because he's still still directing not as yeah. not as much he's yeah. mostly doing tv now mm-hmm. uh he's done some episodes of smallville like once upon a time or so yeah. yeah once upon a time uh he was doing numbers. dawson's creek before he did yeah, that's HBO. right mm. but where i first fell in love with steve minor was friday the 13th part two and part three that's right i yeah he did those which were his first two films those yeah. were the first two things he did and so this was kind of like i loved seeing where he started in 1981 and 1982 with Friday the 13th really being inspired by Mm -hmm. Halloween and then getting to come to a franchise like Halloween 20 years later. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, he brought, he brought a different touch that was honestly more in line with what uh, John Carpenter did in the original. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really nice to see there was his skill as a director obviously had improved over 20 years, but there was just a deafness to the way he handled the film that made it really enjoyable to watch. So I, I loved his directing on this. It's not an Academy Award directing. That's why I'm not giving it a five, but it was great because of a lot of the choices that he made we already mentioned into he avoided the overly dark sets of the time period but he also avoided some of the kitschiness of the 80s which is where he sharpened his <coughs> Bless you. sharpened his skills <laughs> so yeah it's it was just a well-directed movie probably the <clears throat> best well-directed since john carpenter's yeah, I would I, I would totally agree with that. Um, I also gave it a four out of five. So, I mean, I line up basically with everything that you were saying there. Um, and, and just as a side note that this movie actually, let's see, it did win a best horror film in 1999 at uh, the, the let's see, Saturn Award. Yeah, won the Saturn Saturn Award, so um, it was recognized um, for its time. So good for them. Uh, it also won in 2015 uh, the Saturn Award for Best DVD Blu-ray Collection. So that was actually <laughs> interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I I agree. I like I said, I was very surprised on, upon my first watch of this movie. 
with the direction and how they decide to go with this movie. Like I said, this movie feels a l- feels just enough. Uh, I should be careful how I say that. It goes deeper than most slasher movies will go, but not so much to compromise that it's still a slasher movie. I like the I like the simplified conflict of good versus evil within the context of Laurie versus Michael. Like I just liked how they kind of went just a hair deeper with it. Basically just going over Lori's past and like her PTSD 20 years later, like, Oh, why are you scared 20 years later? Don't you think he would have showed up by now? And it's like, well, yeah. Cause he, last time he just kind of showed up out of the blue for no rhyme or reason, you know? Um, and like I said, they tie into this one, like, they tie into why she came, why he shows up now. It's oh, it ties into the first movie um, of what when he showed up then as well. But like I said, I really enjoyed the direction he took this movie. I like seeing the conflict between the two. I like how they tie in, um, how they foreshadow towards the end of the movie. Like you know, this is supposed to be the final hurrah. Forget resurrections. I'm I'm. This is my cutoff movie for this trilogy. Um, I like how they kind of foreshadow that towards the end and they give us a very nice clean ending that kind of, where she faces her fear. She faces her demon per se. Um, and it wraps up really nicely, I think into a very, one of the, one of the better Halloween movies you could argue. Top five, top three. Of Halloween movies. Yeah. Just throwing it out there. Like franchise Halloween or season Halloween. Like all, all Halloween movies. Sorry, yeah. literally, I'm sorry, the literal Halloween movie brand. <laughs> okay, so the franchise. <laughs> yes, the franchise. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Oh, I, w- I would say yes, yeah, definitely, because 2018 is still a really solid film. Oh, I think it's phenomenal, yeah. yeah I still really so, like 18, but yep, yeah. I, I'm with you. It's a, it's a top, like, those four movies, if I'm going to watch Halloween, it would be, well, I'm honestly probably not going to watch Halloween 2. I'm going to watch Halloween this movie or 2018 are the ones I'm going to go to. Yep. So agree. Totally. All right. So that takes us to the it factor. So for the it factor on this, I gave it a four. This was the second highest grossing Halloween movie ever. Really? Yes. That surprises me. So I thought it, I honestly thought it might've been the first. Um, I do not remember what was the first. I can look that up. Yeah. I want to say. Let's see. So we have. Oh, crap. (laughs) Let's see. So we had. This one came out after The Curse of Michael Myers. So that was August 5th, 1998. And 1995 was when Michael Myers released. So there was about a three year gap there. Not to do some off the cuff research in the middle of our recording, but. Yeah, so they finished up that first timeline and then started this newer timeline here after they finished up Curse of Michael Myers. And surprisingly, it wasn't a huge gap between the two. So I will say the one I was looking at was apparently before um, the new trilogy. (laughs) It's now the fifth highest grossing. The new trilogy. Yeah. The new trilogy is the three highest grossing followed by the original Halloween than this one. So, and I don't know if that is. Oh no, the, the, not the original one, the Rob zombie Halloween was the highest grossing. 
Oh, okay. Interesting. Yep. Wow. So that, that's, I'm surprised how that one only came like five years after the last one, which was Re- Resurrection. 2007. Yeah. Yep. It was. Yeah. But, and that's one that I didn't make it through, but I tried to watch it before. I actually I was, do. Not to side note again, but I do actually want to go and watch those movies because I do too. I've heard very mixed things outside of it's the worst thing ever. So. so well all of that aside to tell you i gave it a four because it did have a pretty significant impact at the box office second highest grossing in the franchise um and that means it grossed higher than the original one and people turned out for this 20 years later was a big deal Mm -hmm. and it was the first one with jamie lee since the sequel yeah, that that technically is true. Yeah, we'd had we'd had six. No, Halloween three, which is its own thing. Then four, five, <laughs> six, and I think this was technically the seventh. But yeah, but a bunch of movies without Jamie Lee. So people were eager to see Jamie Lee go back to mm. back head to head with Michael, and this movie delivered in a fairly satisfying way. So that's a four on the F factor for me. Yeah, uh, I actually just ended up settling on a three. Um, While it did do good at the box office, I can tell you because this was my movie uh, for my birth year. uh, After looking through the list of movies that I had to pick through for (laughs) this uh, this task, um, there were not many great horror movies uh, this year. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. I I'm, I'm going to chalk that up to it is probably the best horror movie that came out this year. Uh, in, in 98 specifically. Um, and with that being said, like we said, it is it does stand out compared to most of the Halloween movies, but I think the gap between this one and the 2018 r- requel that came out, I think the gap is still big enough that it doesn't quite leave a mark like that one did, in my opinion. Um, like you said, financially, it was successful. And so that does matter. But I don't think in the Halloween franchise, it really has a huge impact. It's more of like, like I, like when I first saw it, it's the, com- the comment of, oh, that was surprisingly better than I thought it was going to be. Um, it's a good movie, but I don't think the, it has quite the impact that the first movie well clearly the first movie duh but i I think i would still pick the 2018 movie as my official like the timeline i want to go down and then cut it off there like i don't want to have to go through halloween 2 from 1981 and then get to halloween h2o because then that would mean i have to accept resurrection as a part of that timeline so i think i I, I'm not sure you do. I think it, you approach it the same way you approach 2018. You right. Cut, cut off everything else after yeah. that. <laughs> everything after that we don't talk about. We don't talk it's, about kills or ends at all. Like, I think it, I was hoping this movie would end in a way that you could connect it to the 2018 because then yep. it would be real solid. But you really can't. This movie really ends um, unless you acknowledge Resurrections. But even then, Lori dies. So, like, there's there's no right. way around it. Um, yep, exactly. Yeah. So, I I landed a three there. Um, I can understand a little bit why the four, why you would land on a four. But I just I don't think the that movie, this movie, has that much of an impact on the Halloween genre, both franchise wise and just um, Halloween wise as a whole. So, yeah, that's that's all. All right. So that's our final scores. 
and entertainment and then oh yeah Miles entertainment Doors. value oh my gosh uh, <laughs> tried. I, it was a solid seven out of ten for me i was pretty entertained the beginning i was not as entertained because some of the teenager stuff at the beginning was angsty 90s teenager like even with the yeah. semi you had to have like the semi goth chick the blonde preppy chick like classic stereotypes yes <laughs> it, it was wasn't loving that <clears throat> i still have a hard time getting into 90s horror there are right. a couple of them that are okay and good um but really 90s horror is something that in early 2000s horror i'm not that big a fan of um uh, mm. I'm loving the new wave and I like the eighties stuff. And then that's about it. But the, uh, anyways, sidetrack that did, <laughs> that did take away some of my entertainment value. But then once that story really got going, I was pretty engrossed and it was solidly entertaining film, far more entertaining. Like I said, I went back and I watched all the sequels far more entertaining than any of the sequels than four five six resurrections any of that way not in, even way close more. no way more entertaining than all of those mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh i gave it an eight out of ten i even upon second watch i was still thoroughly entertained with this movie the kills were great the story was a lot a little deeper than you expect it to be for a slasher um i i, I would comfortably say like this is a good movie to watch we need a change of pace when it comes to halloween the halloween genre like i feel like we definitely you have your favorites that you have to watch every single year but this one definitely feels like a fun one just to kind of pop in and cut just revisit every now and then i i think it's a good time i think you can have a lot of fun with it um it's i think this is a great movie for social settings this is like the perfect like Turn on in the background, tune in every now and then. This isn't the first Halloween where you have to watch it because it's Halloween. This is more of like, yeah, you can, you can, this is a more laid back Halloween uh, slasher flick. You can have some fun with it. But yeah, uh, I was really entertained from beginning to end for the most part. It takes a little bit to pick up, but by the end, I think you're left pretty satisfied with the slasher flick that's been presented to you. So yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. So that takes our final that takes our final scores we are looking at for me 34 and for me 35 one point apart we almost never agree that closely which both of those scores put this movie as a solidly good movie it's in the good range from 31 to 35 and i agree i'm not out here saying it's great it's great for a halloween movie but it's a good overall horror movie the problem with slashers in general is i don't actually find them scary um but are they supposed to be scary like what what is scary now because i feel like i feel like halloween movies have kind of this and this is what i love most about the horror genre that's why it's my favorite genre genre there is just so much wiggle room of how of, and how much it's like changed over the years like what is scary anymore for some people and what makes what constitutes a good like horror halloween movie you know uh, uh, yeah and it's interesting just to see the fluctuations over time of how horror has changed yeah from 
the big slasher craze in the 80s uh 90s was a little bit more kind of like teen it was very teen it was very focused yes very teen focused which was a leftover from the 80s but it got more experimental it It was very very experimental a little bit more meta at times you could say yes we can blame Scream, which um, we have another one of the uh, those on our list in case you didn't know that. So go check out that one as well. <clears throat> yep. And then we we actually had well, being birth years in the 90s, we covered a lot of 90 movies this Halloween. <laughs> yes, we did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so and some of those more enjoyable than others. Hopefully you've been with us for the full journey. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> But yeah, and then we've gotten into this new wave of horror, which is great in that it's kind of saying it's back to in the 80s. There were no rules, even though we see a formula that Mm -hmm. evolved over time. And you can look back and see that formula. Now we're back to this kind of no rules as in what to do. I mean, some might say Bo is afraid had very horror movie elements to it oh and totally it, yeah it absolutely <clears throat> did but it wasn't a horror movie and then things like well we have a resurgence of pretty solid slashers with the scream franchise is back at it again and both of those entries have been solid when mm. we're looking at movies like smile which Whew, that, the, is, that movie gets better the more I sit on it. Yes. Smile, Barbarian, where we're really kind of approaching a cerebral, almost addressing with mental health in the horror world. It's it's a very interesting time that we're in, and I'm loving most of what we're seeing come out of the horror mm-hmm. genre right now. So yeah, anyways, but that was we both put this movie as good. And for my final thoughts, I kind of gave you my final thoughts. I will say the biggest issue I have with this movie as a whole is as clever as H2O is, it's also misleading. <laughs> there, I, knew, there, I knew where you're going with this. <laughs> yeah, there's there's actually no water in this movie. So, I, hate, I hate you so much for that. <laughs> like I know I'm probably not the first person to mention that, and I know my uh, wife my wife made the same joke. But it is like, is it clever or is it stupid when it doesn't have anything to do with like H2O? I hate that you brought that up so much. <laughs> like I do have, a, I do have an issue with the title Halloween. Why? Why can't it? It's is the full title actually Halloween twenty years later, which is fine, but the abbreviation of H two O, like we're in California, at least have a scene on the beach and maybe do something. <laughs> but anyways, uh, that's, this is how he spends his final thoughts. Yes, if, this, if this is what I have to complain about, you know, the movie's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't have many more final thoughts. Uh, I, I pretty much, I pretty much scratched that itch throughout uh, the review process. Um, like I said, I think it's definitely one of the better Halloween movies. Top three, you could argue, maybe top five. Um, yeah, I think this is uh, definitely a nice change of pace um, when it comes to those uh, horror those horror movies that you probably don't watch as often as the ones you do when it comes Halloween time. So every now and then, yeah, check out H2O. I think it's a, it's a pretty fun movie and you'll have a good time with it. Yeah. All right. 
I think that covers our 13 nights of Halloween. Yeah, it does. Thank you you for being here with us. Hopefully you were here the whole time. If not, go back. All 13 episodes should be available if you're listening to this one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then let us know what you want to see next year for Halloween. So do you want to see slashers only do you want to see possessions only do you want to see a decade what do you want let's get some feedback on that because i live for 13 nights of halloween i love this time of year and i'm not just watching these 13 movies i'm watching a horror movie every day from september 1st to halloween tim's so, tim's a little um how do, you, how do we want to put this uh he's a little out de- the, he's a little out of the ordinary when it comes to i was deprived to, as a child <laughs> he's a little out of the ordinary when it comes to the seasonal movie watching um yeah. festivities that we partake in um, i actually tend to watch <laughs> horror movies up until springtime <laughs> listen I, I love a good horror winter. movie but like I, I i watch a good horror movie i will but Halloween time comes around like it is full fledged, nothing but horror movies the whole month. So I'm, I'm with you on that at least like the All right. October is for that. All right. So that, that gets us back to let us know what you want to see for next season. Yes. Hopefully we can bring you some more guests. Hopefully we can bring you some bigger movies. I thought these movies were kind of abstract this year. Yeah. But a little bit. Let's, let's get back to it. Let's have a great next season two thank you for joining us for this our first podcast season of 13 nights of halloween yep and as always make sure to follow us on youtube on rumble and spotify share that with your friends family and co-workers close ones maybe i don't know you guys are close to the co-workers uh also follow us on facebook and instagram you can follow me on twitter uh outside of that nothing else i can think of anything else tim have a great time tonight if you're listening to this early in the day enjoy your halloween Mm. and don't forget to check your candy for razor blades amen see you guys later